Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us as we study Catholic Bible prophecy. We have been looking at what the early church fathers taught about the Antichrist, and I find it interesting. I don't quite understand the silence regarding the Antichrist by so many in our church today. I I just don't understand it, but the early church was quite explicit about repeating Jesus's warnings and the apostles' warnings about the Antichrist. And we've been talking about the early church father, Hippolytus, who was writing about 202 or maybe 204 AD. And we're talking about today the conditions of the world at the time of the Antichrist. And the title of it is A Discourse by the Most Blessed Apolitist, Bishop and Martyr, on the End of the World and on Antichrist and on the Second Coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he begins with this serious warning. And just a personal note here, I have been studying biblical prophecy for decades. I have been studying uh, the early church fathers on biblical prophecy for hours, and um, I enjoy it thoroughly. But I must say, um, studying Hippolytus has weighed on me just about heavier than anything I've read. It's, it's a very serious thing. Um, sometimes uh, when I go to sleep and middle of the night, it's Hippolytus comes to my mind. These are serious warnings. So I'm going to give it to you straight, and this is what he said. Let all of you then, of necessity, open the eyes of your hearts and the ears of your soul and receive the word which we are about to speak. For I shall unfold to you today a narration full of horror and fear, to wit, the account of the consummation and in particular of the seduction of the whole world by the enemy and devil. And after these things, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he goes on. I'll mention if I have time some of the general conditions of the world, but something I really want to focus on is his explanation of what is going to happen to the very elements of the world, the natural world. He goes on, and what am I to say with respect to men when the very elements themselves will disown their order? There will be earthquakes in every city, plagues in every country, monstrous thunderings and Frightful lightnings will burn up both houses and fields. Storms of winds will disturb both sea and land excessively, and there will be unfruitfulness on the earth, and a roaring in the sea, and an intolerable agitation on account of souls and the destruction of men. There will be signs in the sun and signs in the moon, deflections in the stars, distresses of nations, intemperateness in the atmosphere, discharges of hail upon the face of the earth, winters of excessive severity, 
different frosts, scorching winds, unexpected thunderings, and in general, lamentation and mourning in the whole earth without consolation. For because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. Well, he didn't pull any punches, and there's a whole lot here, but the essence of what he is saying is that the natural world will just seem to be coming unglued. And, you know, the very often, and Christians should be concerned about the environment. I mean, we're supposed to be stewards of the good world that God gave us, but so often Christians just follow the secular world in their approach to the environment, and many overlook what would cause such a thing to happen. This isn't climate change because it's freezing cold and hot winds and everything else. Isaiah 24, verses 5 and 6, nails it precisely. It says, the earth lies polluted under its inhabitants, for they have transgressed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are scorched, and few men are left. There is a direct connection between the sins that human beings do and how it affects both our planet and our stars and planets are around us. In Romans 8, it says that the creation itself groans and travails under the weight of sin, waiting for our redemption because then the curse of sin will be lifted. In Genesis 4, after Cain kills Abel, what? The, the curse on the ground, you're, you're driven from the face of the earth. Leviticus tells us that for the sins of the flesh that are unmentionable, the land will vomit out its inhabitants. And so there are immense consequences in the physical world. And as sin increases during the apostasy, which builds preceding the second coming of Christ, well, a curse will descend on the natural world. In Revelation chapter 6, we read that 100% of an average person's income will be for food. Now, honestly, and probably this isn't good characteristics, but I generally don't pay any attention at all to what prices are when I go in the market. I, if I have to buy something, pick it up for the family, I just go and buy it. But for the first time in my life that I can really think of, I put stuff back on the shelf. The prices are going up so much. But our price increases are due in at least a primary way to the runaway spending, the debt spending, and the dollars become worth less. And as a result, prices go up. But this isn't what it's talking about, I don't think, in Revelation 6, because there it's talking about these same things that Apollotus is talking about. As disasters occur in the natural world, it wipes out crops. And without crops and good agriculture and farming, you don't have food. And with scarcity, prices go up. Again, in Revelation 6, 100% of the average person's income will be just for food. Very sobering. Then 
Apollotus goes on. This is from chapter 27 of this same discourse. And as far as I can tell, this is referring to the second half of the seven-year tribulation in the end times. He writes, Then after these things, the heavens will not give their due, the clouds will not give their rain, and the earth will refuse to yield its fruits, and the sea will be filled with stench, the rivers dried up, the fish of the sea shall die, men shall perish of hunger and thirst, and father embracing son and mother embracing daughter will die together, and there shall be none to bury them. But the whole earth will be filled with the stench arising from the dead bodies cast forth. And the sea, will not receiving the floods of the rivers, will become like mire and will be filled with an unlimited smell and stench. Then there shall be a mighty pestilence upon the whole earth. And then, too, inconsolable lamentation and measureless weeping and unceasing mourning. Then men will deem those happy who were dead before them. <laughs> you see why Apollotus, excuse me, I'm kind of half laughing and half crying in a way. I mean, this is very serious stuff. And Apollotus was living just a hop, skip, and a jump from St. John. This was a, a very narrow chain of communication from the one who gave us the book of Revelation. And this is very serious stuff. And right in Apollotus, the teaching comes that there's going to be this scarcity of food because of all these natural disasters. And guess who will have food? The Antichrist. And guess how he gets people, persuades them to take his mark. If you'll swear allegiance to him, the Antichrist promises food. And when people are hungry and desperate, they do desperate things. And the deceiver when people pledge their allegiance to him, which Hippolytus even has a um, kind of like a draft of what the um, statement will be, you have to deny your faith at the same time. And this will, for all eternity, attach you to the Antichrist and Satan, and there's no hope of salvation, but it goes like this, the oath of apostasy. I deny the maker of heaven and earth, I deny the baptism, I deny my former service, and I attach myself to thee, that is the Antichrist, and I believe in thee. And then when you're sealed with his seal, the mark that Politus says, 666, which is talking about in the book of Revelation, you're sealed. And then after you go through all that, you're condemned for all eternity, he goes, ha, 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 there's no food, forget it and watches people suffer. And this is the type of thing which Apollos says will go on during the time of the great apostasy. And again, we're living in an age where sin is increasing, 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 and we say it it's basically due to methane from gas coming out of cows and uh, uh, internal combustion engines. But what we're talking about here, this is due to the sin in the world is going to cause the natural world to come unglued. And it's going to be a very, very sobering time. Uh, Politus does say that those who have their scriptures in their hand, in other words, um, it's close, it's part of you, 
that you'll be able to see through the Antichrist deceptions and what's going on. Now, I, I'm very aware that the, uh, our friends in the Rapture at Any Moment group, our evangelical and fundamentalist friends, don't think they're going to be here. But just remember, this was a man who lived just about 100 years after St. John. Um, and people who have a theory that only came up around the mid-1800s, that's a long time after St. John talking about a rapture to escape all this. And not just to our evangelical friends who don't think they're going to be around for this, to our Catholic friends and scholars who declare that all of this stuff about the end of the world, the Romans, excuse me, Revelation 6, the shortages of food and the disaster in the natural world and all these calamities going on, they declare to us that all happened in the first century. It all happened before 100. And there's one little wrench in that proclamation, and that's Apollotus. He lived only 100 years, and he would have known if these scriptures were fulfilled just 100 years before him. But 2,000 years after the fact, scripture scholars are telling us, no, that's all past. There's nothing future, nothing to worry about. Um, I think it's time to get very sober about sin and starting with our own lives. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Catholic Bible Prophecy with Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.